Hi, everyone. Uh, so Kelsey decided to piss me off right before we started. So let's see how well this goes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, it's, it's important LGBT news. The state. Oh, I know. I was not aware. And it, you could have waited. You could have waited. That's fine. It's. <laughs> uh, anyways, hi, guys. Uh, welcome to our review episode of The Wayward yeah. Dragons, where we talk a lot of random shit about things we enjoy, things we've been watching, things we've been vibing, and uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, I am Johnny. <laughs> and I'm Kelsey. And I, welcome. I couldn't decide if I was me today or not. Um, so the first yeah. thing I'd like to review is hot bean juice. we've been patiently waiting for his hot bean juice to be ready (laughs) before we start recording uh yeah so i have like 30 something books to review but most of them are in a series and i kind of talked part of about last time oh the animal that you've been yeah so i finished it and (laughs) honestly the series holds up yeah, I, it's it's very interesting to go back and read something that you read or were aware of or partially read or anything like that when you were younger. It's same thing with watching, uh, because just the difference in perspective of life and yeah. you don't really notice some of the messed up stuff that's in it. Yeah. So like, there's mm-hmm. you know, the, it starts off with like you know usual young adult thing like, hey, we have to do this, we have to do this. But by the end of it, the these people have been through, like, these kids have been through so much, and it's a really good representation of, like, child soldiers and what just trauma can do to people. Yeah. But, like, in one episode, they're literally debating murdering a child, or one episode, Solid. one book, <laughs> uh, because she knows they're, well, they're short books, in my mind. They're yeah. Anyways, uh, they're literally talking about murdering a child because she knows their secrets. Solid. Uh, it, okay. it puts them at risk and puts their family at risk and puts the fate of the entire world at risk. So, you know, and these are like teenagers, like young teenagers that are debating the morality of this. And it, so it really, it gets into some interesting places. And uh, so it's like a total of, I think, 64 books in the entire series, including like the books that happen in the middle, uh, like the, backstory books and all that but definitely definitely worth checking out if you if you have time apparently there's been a resurgence in the books recently um because you know millennials going back to stuff that they used to read (laughs) and you know stuff that's not transphobic or by transphobic (laughs) author the actual the author honestly is a huge queer like ally in general uh they have a trans child but they like even then they there's a lot of things in the book that they talk about that are very differently viewed and so like one of the things is the you know alien takes the dna from uh, uh, axe he takes the dna from a number of different earth children and like combine them together into his own person because he's like basically he's like hey i have to blend in so i'm gonna disguise myself to look like you uh for anyone who didn't listen to our last episode and doesn't know what the hell animorphs is um it is a series about a group of five 
teenagers, young teenagers that stumble upon a crashed alien ship and the alien that's inside gives them the power to turn into any animal that they have acquired their DNA. Uh, so the individual that I'm talking about is actually the younger brother of that guy. Cause that guy dies. Cause he's like, you're there's, you know, you're the last hope. This is all I can well, do to help you. <laughs> and so they find his brother and he, his brother joins the team and so he like, hey, I have to blend in with people. So he takes like DNA from the couple of different kids, a couple of different ones of the kids. I think the four of them in total, and uh, basically makes his own person out of those DNA. So you can see aspects from all the all four of them in him. But uh, uh, where was I going with that? I have no idea. Oh yeah, that's what it was. So they <laughs> asked him. Sorry, bean juice hasn't kicked in yet. Uh, they <laughs> asked him what his uh, why he chose to be Mel, and like because he took both like DNA from two males and two females, uh, biological Mel, biological female, and he goes, "Well, that's just who I am. I'm a Mel." So he okay. he chose, "Hey, this is who I am. This is my identity." So and even and I'm not sure if like I'm not sure if her child had come out as trans at that point in time or not, but. It's still, it's, it's really cool to see it just an individual that's like, Hey, this is a thing. And we're not even going to like, we'll brush right past it and we're not going to spend yeah. too much time dwelling on it. Yeah. So, uh, sorry. I just like jumped into what I read. That was already <laughs> talking. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> I also, so I read a book for one of our upcoming episodes, okay. uh, which uh, I did not realize, I didn't think about this till after the, ep- or after I started reading this book, because mm-hmm. it is on, the episode's going to be on a topic that Kelsey and I don't talk about. That's just part of our friendship. <laughs> we just don't talk yeah. about it. So yeah. I think that episode's going to be really awkward for both of us. Yes. Yes. Um, so. That's one of my three rules with people. Yeah, so I've been trying to figure out, like, hey, how can I incorporate, uh, and I'll get more to this when we get to the episode, but my experiences into what the conversation is without, like, crossing that line, because that's an understanding that we have, but we don't talk about things like that. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. going to be fun. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> for- <laughs> but that, but the, so that book like, is called just- Sex Magic for Beginners. Uh, Rosalind it was okay like this is for those of you I have three rules one of the rules is I don't want to know what happens behind a door that's between you and that person I don't need to know now if something weird happens and you're like hey has this ever happened to you I will gladly talk about that with you or if it's something funny yeah or like female to female hey has this ever happened to you? This happened to me the other night or, Hey, I'm having these weird symptoms or something like we'll talk about that. I do not want to know what happens between you and another person. I, to me, the other party can't consent to you telling me and yeah. between you and them. And then that's so what I'll, I've always felt what I'll way. probably do when we do that episode, uh, is, <laughs> I will take it, and there are certain topics that, like, edge on that, or I feel that are edging on that. Uh, no pun intending on talking about edging. Uh, <laughs> that will, like, that actually do- will come up. 
but yeah. I will probably just give Kelsey a signal so she can take <laughs> it and take her headphones off and then uh, let her like wave her down when she can come back that way. <laughs> I've always because, I've yeah. had I've had girlfriends in the past that like feel the need to tell me every detail of their love life and I get extremely uncomfortable with well, it. It's funny because like I know some people that are like that, but then I know the majority of the people I know, like unless you're just having a conversation about weird shit that's happened or unless you're in like some kind of fetish scene or something like that and you're like in the kink community and you're talking about something like that openly, people don't at least people I associate with don't generally just be like you know, the stereotypical, yo, bro, guess what I just did? Yeah, no. And it's, it's, no, it's not for me. Yeah. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, no. yeah, like I said, people share experiences, but that's that's about it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I read that. Uh, <laughs> book that I'm actually going to highly recommend. And I think that it's really important that people who are ADHD read this. Because I stumbled on this book. It's uh, (laughs) ADHD, A Hunter in a Farmer's World. And it kind of goes into the... This is a science book, guys. Uh, It goes into the theory that the reason why people who are ADHD are ADHD is it's not really a disorder. It's... Mm -hmm. And I I completely agree with that, but that's a completely different conversation, but it's not really a disorder. (laughs) What it is, is that we have the genetics of individuals that were hunters. And as far as like a primary uh, food source when they were in the tribal days and so, or warriors. So you had to be like hyper aware and hyper uh, vigilant of your surroundings, which is why, Mm -hmm. you know, people are easily distracted is, Hey, they're just looking around. They're just, you know, digging into stuff. And when we started to settle into civilizations and started, like, you know, domesticating animals for meats and byproducts and stuff like that, we got people who have that genetic marker started Mm -hmm. to struggle. And that Mm -hmm. that we live in a farmer world because we do, even though, you know, not everyone's a farmer. I realize that. But it's very much a structured hey we do this at this time we do this at this time we do this at this time and it's very rigorous schedules on stuff and yeah. that's not always good for people who aren't like that uh it's yeah. definitely something that you know some people struggle with mm-hmm. uh, just off a biological level and i think that I, I, I recommend the book because it talks about like a couple different things you can do to kind of work with this. And it's like, it's not very like, hey, you have to take medication or hey, don't take mm-hmm. any medication. The book talks about like how, hey, this is an option you can take, but it's not right for everyone. No. Yeah. No. And, and uh, it's like, hey, you know, you can you can take medication and medication may be great for you, but medication is not good for everyone. You mm-hmm. can meditate because meditation is, has been proven to help certain individuals increase mm-hmm. their focus, but it's not right for everyone. You mm-hmm. can seek out jobs that are uh, more inclined to individuals who have a hunter mindset or hunter uh, biology over a farmer biology. And, mm-hmm. you know, 
that might be helpful. But it's again, it's not right for everyone because there's no one answer. And so the book talks about that, and how we need to move past the, you know, farmer world and try to make a like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? compromise between the two um after yeah. reading this book i actually had a very interesting and i've had the kind of conversation with a few friends of mine about this but i have a theory and this is coming from someone with no like scientific backing here but i have mm-hmm. a theory that uh autism may actually be the like biological attempt like biology's way or the evolution's way we're going to call it of trying to split the two where and that's why it's such a wide spectrum of people with it is because you know evolution's just kind of taking a shot in the dark but they realize hey we don't live in this world anymore so what can we do to kind of fix this yeah like autism's the compromise yeah and because like a lot of people who are adhd Mm mm-hmm Oh, let me rephrase it. A lot of people that are autistic are also ADHD. And so I think it could be the compromise of, hey, how do we fix all this chaos that's going on in the world around us and be able to survive in it? But that's just me. Uh, That's just my theory. It's probably not nowhere near correct. I don't know. Who's to say? (laughs) I don't think it's something you can prove or disprove. No. But... If any of our no. listeners are biologists or psychologists or whatever would qualify in this circumstance, possibly both, <laughs> hey, there's you an idea to dig into uh, yeah. as far as a theory-wise. And, you know, you don't have to credit me for anything. That's fine. <laughs> I would, honestly, I would just love to read the research paper on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there's that. Uh, I did read The Starless Sea. Yes. It was enjoyable. Uh, after I read it, I went on to Goodreads, and there was like one lady who was apparently really not pleased with it and gave it a one-star <laughs> review and went like completely postal, and she's like, this is just a love letter to storytelling, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of what it comes across as what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, I'm not really sure if you were expecting epic fantasy or what, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I feel like it comes across exactly what it's supposed to be. And I Mm -hmm. thoroughly enjoyed it. I have a few friends who are folklorists, and I've recommended the book to them because I'm like, hey, you like stories and like talking Mm -hmm. about the structures of stories and all of that. And yeah, you should check this out uh, because, you know, not every freaking story has to have, uh, not every character has to have a hero's journey. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. it's okay to not have that exact formula. Uh, yeah. Actually, one of the friends that I recommended it to, uh, I recommended it to her because it's not like the whole hero's journey thing because she's not a big Joseph Campbell fan. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I heard her rant for an hour and a half about Joseph Campbell because whatever reason. Uh, she was also drunk and just ranting, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I think there's a, I think there's a concept with a lot of literature now is that there needs to be a hero, and the hero needs redeemed in some way, and that's right. not that doesn't always need to be the case. Like this, that was it, it was truly a love letter. It, it's a love yeah. story between 
time and fate and you know how they fall in love all the time and and they constantly reference that through the entire thing it's there's no like like there is a little bit of hidden symbolism in some of the things but Mm -hmm. the majority of it is not hidden symbolism Mm -hmm. like there is it's very straightforward it's hey this is what this is it's not Mm -hmm. trying to pretend to be anything else it's not Mm -hmm. trying to uh not be pretentious but being super pretentious or anything like that it is literally a story that says hey Mm -hmm. this is a love story to itself and it's a love story to literature in general and i think anyone who reads it if they keep that in mind would thoroughly enjoy the series yeah or the series the book this one (laughs) yeah well you know me i typically read series no i don't know and so it 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 fucks with me a little bit when I I'm just like yeah this series and they're like that's one book and I'm like yeah this book yeah series yeah. of one book <laughs> uh, yeah no so I have two she's more the author of um she's the author yes. of the Night Circus that's what yes. she's known for is the Night Circus which, which I'm assuming that has a I I've never read it I have no knowledge of it uh, I'm assuming it has a very different structure yes. And yes. I think maybe this is why this lady went like completely bonkers if she was expecting that. But hey, yeah, the author yeah. is very talented. It does not just stick to one freaking type of storytelling. Yeah, I've I'm having a hard time getting into the Night Circus. Um, basically, there's two magicians, and the two magicians um, have a contest between their prodigies to the death. Problem is. Prodigies fall in love. So it's a Romeo and Juliet type situation. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, having a very hard time. It was one of the book club books that I'm a part of a long time ago. Finding a really hard time to get into that. Gotcha. Yeah. But that's what she's known for is the Night Circus. So if you go into thinking it's going to be the Night Circus, you're going to be very disappointed. That is not what that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's good though. Starless Sea. That was good. I loved that one. Oh, and then, so the other things, if I can get back to my list here. Uh, so <laughs> I read The Deadbeat Druid, which is the final book in the uh, Adam Bender trilogy by David R. Uh, Slayton. It's the, I talked about the other two books on here. Uh, it's White Trash Warlock and Trailer Park Trickster. Gotcha. I was like, where queer southern urban fantasy series. Yeah. Uh, everything I've seen says that it's a trilogy. I mm-hmm. am totally okay with it just being a trilogy, but I would not be disappointed if uh, if the author wrote more books. Okay. Uh, this These are the only three books that David has under his belt that are published. Okay. So I don't know what his plan is long term, but... Yeah, if you like urban fantasy, southern fantasy. Uh, southern fantasy is always fun. <laughs> uh, queer fantasy, and not like the kind that Kelsey loves so much. Uh, <laughs> or anything like that. Then I, <laughs> then I highly recommend this book series. Uh, good, good ending to the book. And then the last one I read, read was Will White's the captain, uh, I couldn't really figure out how I felt about the book. 
Ugh, that's always the worst. Well, there were a lot of elements that I liked, but also it was like, hey, let's throw all these different ideas and genres at a board and see what sticks. Uh, fucking hate that. So basically the guy is a magician, like a space wizard. Okay. And in the universe that this takes place, you can only take on one type of magic at a time. Because like, you can only learn discipline and one type of magic, and there's seven types of magic. And his father works for this company and did this experiment on him where they basically uh, fractured reality and said, hey, you know, uh, these are the possibilities you could do if you took each one of these different types of magics throughout your life or one of these types of magics throughout your life. So there's, you know, six different versions of him that basically come together into one. Okay. And so he has, like, memories of six different lives of people he's never met and all this other crap. And he has the capabilities of the versions of him in those lives. Okay. But yeah, so. Yeah, That's there's what, that. So. Yeah, I could see where that could be problematic. Yeah, so it's but so he's just like, yeah, I have all these different types of magic, but I have to keep it low key. And hey, I found this special spaceship that I can interact with and <laughs> uh, give it my power, and it can only be crewed by six people. So we have to go find the other five people to crew the spaceship so we can save the universe. And the first guy he picks on, it's like acts like basically like he's like a retired Power Ranger because <laughs> he like literally he has a body like a he has a battle suit. Um, they were in in one of the universes. The main character, the captain, fought with this guy as one of these Power Rangers type creep uh, okay. characters. And they had color coded battle suits, and then they have Power giant Rangers. mechs they can summon uh, to <laughs> fight in to make them stronger when they fight giant monsters. No, it's it's basically Power Rangers. Uh, and then there's uh, oh, that's not Rangers. <laughs> like, like, what I'm saying is that it was just like they took all these different things and they're like, hey, let's throw all this at a wall and see what sticks and make a book about it. Uh, there is a second book. I don't know if it's just gonna be a duology or if there's going to be more in the series. Okay. So I will keep you apprised when I find out more on that, and you can find out where the rest of this. Is. Mayhem is going. That is all I have. Uh, I will turn it over to you since I just kind of <laughs> took the reins and ran with it. So the first one I read, I read my first Neil Gaiman book, book The Ocean at the End of the Sea. And what'd you think? That was very short and sweet. Um, I wish there was kind of a little bit more of an ending um, and you find out a little bit more like, whose funeral was he going to? I'm assuming it's maybe like he's one of his parents. That's what I assumed. Um, but yeah, it, it, it wasn't bad. It was short and sweet. Um, so the premise that's of the book one, is, huh? That's one of the few game and works I have not read, but it's, it's literally as big as my fucking pinky. Yeah. It's a baby. Yeah, he's got a lot of shorter stories. Yeah. Uh, novellas yeah, it, and such. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Like, so this young gentleman is back into into his hometown for a funeral. And he, on the way back from the funeral, back to, like, his sister's house, he stops at his childhood um, best friend's house. 
And he doesn't really have a whole lot of memories. He knows that they're there. Um, but the book is about him um, unlocking those memories. Um, I'll give a trigger warning of, like, mild child abuse in there. Um, it's, it's real tiny. It's, like, evil stepmother-type vibes um, type thing. Well, evil nanny. Um, but he, he, he discovers his memories and stuff, and then he discovers, you know, why he's there, um, type thing. It's, it's like fractured reality sometimes. Okay. Kind of thing. Um, for never reading Neil Gaiman before, honestly, that was pretty good. Don't mind my dog in the background. Um, yeah, he's been a mess. He's getting so used to me being home that he's not going to be happy when I go back to work this week. Um, yeah, but it'll be fine. Yeah. So the next one I read was It's One of Us by E.T. Um, or J.T. Ellison. So if you have infidelity trigger, do not read this. Do not read this at all. Um, but basically, it starts out with this couple, and they're going through IVF treatments. And um, in the process of IVF treatments, they get a knock on the door from the police. Um, and they inform them that the they have a DNA match to the husband's son. Um, in a murder case. And, um, you find out that he has been donated sperm way before he got together with his wife. Um, the sperm bank used the sperm way more than they should have, which is common. Um, but the husband really? is not the only, huh? I said, really? Yeah. Huh. It's been in the news a couple of times. There's been different um, sperm banks. I don't pay attention to news, especially not news about sperm banks. So, <laughs> well, when like 500 kids, the headline of like 100 plus kids pop up, um, because sperm bank, because apparently you're only supposed to use them a certain amount of times. Anyway, um, the husband's not the only one harboring a secret. The wife has some major secrets of her own that she does not want to come to the light type thing. So if you have um, infertility trigger warnings, do not read that. It's really good. It's really creepy. Um, very creepy. Um, but that one, that was part of a book club I read that for. Um, and then... I'm completing these as I'm... I read The Bear and the Nightingale by Catherine Arden. That was a big disappointment. That was a big disappointment. Um, so it's part of like a Russian trilogy, I think. Um, yeah, it's part of a trilogy. So it's based in Russia. So it helps to listen to this as an audiobook because all the names are pronounced correctly. Um... But it's a point in history in Russians, Russia's history where the church is taking over 
so medieval type thing. Um, and it's got a lot of Russian folklore in it. It's just the plot's not there. It's there, but it's not. Um, okay. But it it's a lot of, you know, you have to honor your family um, type thing. Christianity is the only way to go. Um, but there's a little girl and she's basically there to save the world. You know, there, there's the bears waking up and her and her little nightingale are going to save the world, <laughs> the Russian world. Um, so it's, it's just, it's, it's very like lackluster, like the plot's there, but it's not like they could have done so much more to that. Ugh. So that was, that was one of the ones that I read that was just like, this just sucks. It took me a minute to get through that. I like kind of iron manned it through. Cause I was like, Oh my God. Um, sharp objects by Gilligan Flynn. This is, I think, a movie. If you do not, this is, I'm giving a self-harm trigger. Like, major self-harm trigger before you read this. Do not read this if you have a self-harm trigger. Premise of the book is, there's a reporter. She just got out of, um, kind of like a rehab. She cuts herself. Um, but instead of cutting lines, she cuts words into her body. So her body is full of words and they're not pretty words. They are not pretty words. Um, and she just kind of got out of a psych hold rehab thing and her boss, she's an investigative reporter. Um, there's murders going on in her hometown and her boss wants her to go back and find out. Um, Sharp Objects was a, they made it into a TV drama that lasted one season starring Amy Adams. Yeah. I was like, it's either a movie or a show. Yeah. It was um, a TV show. It's, it's technically uh, IMDb listed as a mini series. It looks like. Okay. That sounds about right. So, um, yeah. Cause like the picture for the library was the TV show was the show but the book cover you get is it's covered in razors like razor blades um so yeah there's murders going on in her hometown so she goes home she has to confront a lot of her past and the present um it's a wild ride it's a wild ride that was creepy that I feel very sad for her, for the main character. Um, it's almost like Munchausen by proxy in that book. Um, there's some of that rocking in there. But yeah, if you do not, if you have self-harm triggers, do not read that. Do, do not read that. Um, I read um, Strange Sally Diamond. By Liz Nugget. This is fucking weird. I'm I'm like on this weird line of weirdness this year. I don't understand. So, and I she cracks me up. The lead Sally is, um, weird. 
talking about this earlier um with your adhd thing so i don't know how to explain this so sally her father dies and there's kind of a chain of events that happen after he dies you find out there's a lot of reasons why sally is very strange she comes off very autistic to the, and it made me laugh a lot the shit that would come out of her mouth um i'm gonna give spoilers because you can't really talk about the book without giving spoilers so you find out that um sally was sally's mom was kidnapped and she is the byproduct of the kidnapper and sally's mom um and I think it was it was like 20 years ago where like this dad kept his daughter in the basement of their house or whatever, like in a bunker type thing and like kept her hidden. She never saw a lot of day for like 20 plus years or whatever. She had numerous babies and stuff. Gives that vibe. Um, her and her mom were kidnapped or her mom was kidnapped. She gave birth to her while in captivity. Um, and they get out in a way um but sally gets adopted by a psychologist psychiatrist and his wife they were part of like their medical team so they adopted them and she comes to realize that she's been an experiment the whole time in a weird way um if you could like kind of rewire the brain with enough medication you can kind of rewire the brain um but she comes off very autistic in that way because she's never been like properly socialized, nothing. So part of the book is her re-socializing, but her kidnapper, her mother's kidnapper, um, has never been found. So part of the other part of the book is finding the kidnapper and stuff. Um, It Sally cracked me up because like, back to... <laughs> she like would ask sex questions not realizing that you're not supposed to like just shove them into a conversation just <laughs> just it's very funny to read um if you look at it that like she's she shows signs of being autistic like but it's also like is she autistic or is it because she's never left her house she never went to school she didn't have friends she wasn't allowed really out of the house like you know yeah so is it her just being naive and just never experiencing these things because it's been her and her dad for so long or is she autistic or is it her trauma like it yeah because she was a combination thereof yeah so yeah so that was really good it's funny in a weird way like because she does she says some of the off the wall shit (laughs) and you're like she's autistic she is autistic (laughs) so that one was good um i'm gonna i'm gonna save a good thing for last so i read hidden pictures by jason Kaluk, Kalikak, or whatever. This was horrible. K R E K U L A K. Interesting concept. Sorry, what? (laughs) It's an interesting concept. It's an interesting concept 
the the story is there how it was executed not very good so this recovering addict which i i understand why it's there but i didn't like that because it comes to play in a weird way in the end and i don't like that recovering addict um and she gets a job as a nanny for this very well-to-do family and the little boy and i won't give it away because there's some there's shit that goes down with this little boy um starts drawing very weird pictures very weird pictures um and like a woman being strangled and killed and put in a hole and like very horrific photos drawings but the boy isn't drawing them something is possessing the boy to draw them um it i don't like how the addiction of the nanny comes into play that was not cool um i know it's there to make it sound like she's crazy and like she's losing her mind but i just i just didn't did not like that um if you're like transphobic don't read it um you find out the little boy is not a little boy um spoiler the family the husband and wife that the nanny works for kidnapped the little girl killed her mom who is the ghost that's possessing her little girl and that's what she's drawing and they cut off her hair put her in boy clothes to disguise her as a boy um okay so it's yeah that's like a whole yeah yeah it's a whole thing with this claiming yeah. discriminating against trans people mm-hmm. yeah that wasn't the part that i did it was it just it it took forever to get to where we needed to be wasn't a big fan i i will say if you read the book the pictures the drawings that happened that the little boy or little girl or little kid draws um they are put in there so i thought that was really cool so as you read you can kind of see what how it's supposed to look which i thought was kind of cool um i listened to this it it was the worst 12 hours i've had in a long time um it took me forever to, to just listen to it it just it felt like it was dragging didn't in the narrator she just made it really whiny sounding and i just wasn't a big fan i and i tried reading it and then i started listening to it because sometimes i do that if i don't like it to kind of speed up the process didn't help um the last one that i read this was such a good book it was so creepy so it was so good um Lone Women by Victor Lavalle. So this is a person of color book. All the characters, all the main characters are amazing black women. Um, It is set in Frontier, Montana. Um, And it follows a amazing amazing black woman and she is going to montana because it's in its historical fiction 
so in this time and place in our timeline, they're giving away land to women. And this is at a time where people of color could get land, but you had to be there for a certain amount of years and then it would be yours type thing. And there was a group called the Lone Women. And the author did research into these lone women and was like, a lot of these women have really cool stories. Like, this is really cool. Um, so it's like, a, it's based off actual history. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So Adelaide is on her way to Montana and she has a big trunk with her. Um, the trunk is her family curse. What lives in the trunk is hers, her family curse. Um, if you're squeamish... Don't read it. There's a lot of gore, a lot of blood and guts. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Um, because it's night. It's 1915, and she is Adelaide is on her way to Montana to get her property. Um, there is some racial tension, racial stuff that happens in the book. Um, but it's there for a reason. Um, because it is historical fiction. Um. But the curse, the curse that lives in the trunk, kill her parents. And okay. it's, you find out that it wasn't the only one born. Because it's like a, it's a demon. And the demon gets out. And causes some havoc. Um, but it's, it's LGBT. There is a uh, lesbian couple in the book. They are huge, important players in it. Um, and it it makes you question that just because it's your, your parents' curse or burden, does it make it yours? You know, that's kind of the theme in the book. Addressing like generational trauma. Kind of. Um, it was phenomenal. This is one that I've I've noticed because I've been trying to get off my phone. I've been um, reading and listening at the same time. Um, this is one of those that I actually did both. I read I read and listened at the same time. Um, really creepy. Um, but it is it is that was one of the best books so far that I've read this year was Lone Women, and it's all amazing black women in that book okay all the main characters it's it's all women but the main characters are amazing black women and the white people in it are dicks but i mean that's usually how (laughs) people are (laughs) so yeah yeah it was it was good that was i can see where that was really popular um yeah, it came out last March, March twenty eighth of twenty twenty three. That was awesome. That was one. That was a good one. That was a good one. It was creepy. It's gory. If you don't like blood and guts, don't do it. Because <laughs> um, it does get a little graphic, especially towards the end. Because um, they get the ultimate revenge. So, but yeah. I was like, haven't really been watching anything. Oh, I found this podcast um, called The Old Gods of Appalachia. You found this podcast? I've talked about this podcast multiple times, Kelsey. You know, I barely remember what I ate yesterday. Okay. I don't know if I like it. Yes. 
Because there's too many commercials. <laughs> there's, oh, like in the podcast itself, like at the beginning yeah. and end? Yeah. Well, you can get away from that if you go to their Patreon because they got to pay bills somehow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. They actually started, uh, Old Gods of Appalachia was actually started. It's a pandemic podcast, actually. Yeah. And so a lot of that, like, they basically, because they lost their jobs. The abilities of making money, so they decided to do that. Mm-hmm. And people started, like, helping them take care of their family and stuff. But anyways, yeah, yeah no, I, it's, I'm, I love Old Gods of Appalachia. Yeah, I, just, I don't know how I feel about it because I got to listen. Because I listen to everything through Audible. That's how I listen to my podcasts. So the fact that I pay for Audible and the podcast is still has ads, I'm a little confused. Um, gotcha. Uh, well, the so it may be the podcast itself and not just like yeah Audible because like I listen to it on Spotify and that's what how it is on Spotify. So uh, my ADHD or whatever neurospice I got rocking upstairs has been very bad the last couple of days. Um, so for me to do anything yesterday, have you heard of the dragon father on Spotify? I have not. Sir? Is that a band or a podcast? It's a man. It's a solo, solo man. And he makes like video game slash like tavern music. (laughs) Okay. Oh, so like ambiance. Yes. Okay. My husband was laughing at me because um, yesterday I had, I just had it playing all the time because I couldn't get anything done without it. I'm just like, I have to pretend I'm doing something for my tavern because if not, I'm just going to sit and stare at the wall. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But his stuff because of um, who you recommended at the wedding, very similar. A little bit, he's a little bit more techno, I feel like, but it's, yeah, I was listening to all his stuff on repeat yesterday. I found him on Instagram. Um, so yeah, that's all I got. I've been trying to read, we've been watching Gold Rush, that's our new anxiety show. So, have fun with that. <laughs> um, so don't forget to like, rate, review, subscribe. Sorry, this episode ran a little longer than Normal. usual. We had a lot of books and had a little bit longer between episodes recording. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested in gems and missed our last like three or four episodes, check back on those. Uh, yeah. You can learn some stuff about gemstones and different practices with them. If you're yep. interested in love deities check out next week's episode uh that should be coming out around valentine's day and then after that we will be talking a little bit about the sex magic and making kelsey and myself super awkward while we have the closest weirdest thing to a conversation like that that we've ever had in the over 10 years we've known each other Uh, so until then it's like we talk yeah. about a lot of deep stuff, but not that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, please rate, view, subscribe. Like he said, please tell a friend. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. 
uh, you interact with me on those. Um, if you email, you talk to Johnny for record. <laughs> so social media is all me. So come tell us what you read over the weekend. I've been posting uh, things because that will the book I posted will be talking about that next episode. The dead take the A train. So yeah, until next time. I'm Johnny. And I'm Kelsey. Bye. Bye.